Well, good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Eurofolk Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Tuesday, August 24th, 2021, and it's getting crazier and crazier every single day. But anyway, this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. Now, I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. And there's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there. If you have any questions about anything, just hit the contact me button. It gives you the option of calling and leaving a message or sending an email. Either way, we'll get back with you as quickly as we can, usually within a few hours, and we'll do everything we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track. Also, while you're on the site, make sure you hit the radio shows tab. At the top of the page, you'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. And uh, there's over 600 shows there now. They're all shareable via email and social media. And uh, they're annotated as best I can as to what we talked about during the show. So just have fun with it and uh, just share the word. And uh, if you scroll down a little further, you'll see the information about the shows we do when they're on and how you listen. And then at the bottom of the page is the link to the Facebook page set up for the show, which is kind of stagnant right now because I'm in Facebook jail for my six 30-day stint this year. <laughs> the six out of eight months is pretty pretty good. i got to step up my game a little bit, though. But uh, we'll be back posting the truth again, uh, hopefully within another week and a half or so. And we'll see how long it takes me to get thrown back into jail again. We'll see. But anyway, uh, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Eurofolk Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say on the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping-off point to do your own research and due diligence so that you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. Now, the number to call into the show is 614-426-8787. That's 614-426-8787. One last time, 614-426-8787. Or if you're on Skype, you can send a contact request to Sarge45ACP. That's S-A-R-G-E. The number is 45 and the letters A-C-P is in Paul. And uh, just mention your listener. We'll get you approved. And then from that point, you can call in via Skype and excellent audio quality. Or you can also use the Jitsi uh, platform, which many people do. And if you want information on that, just go to the website, Your DIY Health. Click on the Radio Shows tab, and in red, uh, down a little way, a couple inches from the top of the page, you'll see the information on Jitsi. All you got to do is click the link on your browser, and you will be there. Um, 
If you want to put it on your smartphone, just go to your app store, whether it's uh, the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store, and uh, search for Jitsi Meet, J-I-T-S-I-M-E-E-T, and uh, install that. And then you just want to go uh, open the, pro the program up and put in PPN Studio, PPN Studio, and it'll take you right to the uh, right area, and you'll be able to listen and talk and engage in chat and all that kind of stuff. And it's all, it's a fun. So anyway, that's it for all the housekeeping stuff for today. Thank goodness. I'm sure everybody that's a regular listener gets tired of hearing that junk, but I think it's a good idea just to have the disclaimers and that kind of thing. But uh, there's a lot going on. One of the big things everybody was, you know, we heard yesterday that the FDA has given full approval to the Pfizer vaccine. Not. <laughs> I happen to have the actual um, letter from the FDA to uh, a woman by the name of Ms. Alyssa Harkins of Pfizer Inc. And uh, imagine that. They didn't really give full approval to the Pfizer jab. No, they just extended the emergency use author authorization. And in the process of doing so, committed a bunch of lies and probably a bunch of federal crimes. Um, but basically, they're claiming, and at the on the last page or two, let's see, it says, I'm authorizing emergency use. <laughs> As I'm going to read the whole paragraph. Having concluded that the criteria for issuance of this authorization under Section 4, 564, uh, Paragraph C of the Act are met, which they weren't really because that deals with being safe, effective, rigorously tested, and no, um, uh, what's the word, uh, alternative uh, therapies available. Anyway, I am authorizing the emergency use of Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 injection, they say vaccine, for the prevention of COVID-19, which it doesn't do. As described in the scope of authorization section of this letter, section 2, and subject to the terms of this authorization. Additionally, as specified in subsection 3BB, I am authorizing use of commodity, yes, it was weird, C O M I R N A T Y, uh, COVID 19 vaccine mRNA under this EUA to be used uh, to provide a two dose regimen for individuals aged 12 through 15 years. Um, or page five, Pfizer Inc., <laughs> to provide the third dose to individuals 12 years of age or older who have undergone solid organ transplantation Ooh. or who are diagnosed with conditions that are considered to have the, an equivalent level of immunocompromise. Yeah, that's the last thing you want to be given somebody who's immunocompromised is one of these jabs. But anyway, for the criteria... And this is what they looked at. I've concluded that the emergency use authorization BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine for the prevention of COVID-19 when administered as described in the, second, the scope of authorization section 2 meets the criteria for issuance of an authorization under section 564C of the act because A. SARS-CoV-2 can cause a serious or life-threatening disease or condition including severe respiratory illness to humans infected by the virus. That's iffy at best. It, it does, it can, if the person's really, really immunocompromised. B, uh, based on totally uh, the totality bleh, of scientific evidence available to FDA, it is reasonable to believe, <laughs> reasonable to believe, that Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine may be effective in preventing COVID-19. 
by the, with the information they have by now, that is a flat-out lie. They know that it has absolutely nothing to do with preventing COVID-19. And that when used under the conditions described in this authorization, the known and potential benefits of the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine, when used to prevent COVID-19, outweigh its known and potential risk. Another blatant, flat-out, bald-faced lie. (laughs) More people have died from these injections than have died from the disease several times over. There is no question at this point, based on the facts available, that the, uh, the, the cure far outweighs you know, the risk of the cure far away the, uh, the disease itself. And C, there is no adequate, approved, and available alternative to the emergency use of BioNTech you know, COVID-19 vaccine. So in other words, because <laughs> no adequate, <coughs> excuse me, had to cough there, no adequate, approved, and available. Just because they don't approve it, <laughs> it is available and it's more than adequate. But they're, again, they're lying and they're basically sweeping under the rug the things that really work, things like hydroxychloroquine, things like ivermectin, budesonide, and not to mention colloidal silver, um, oh, goodness, chlorine dioxide, and the list goes on and on and on, um, wormwood, zinc, you know, those kind of things, that um, this whole thing is absolutely nuts. But anyway, scope of authorization. I have concluded pursuant to Section 564D1 of the Act that the scope of this authorization is limited as follows. And basically, they talk about where they're going to supply it, how it's getting there, and all that kind of stuff. And then at the bottom, uh, let's see here. Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine via label and carton labels are clearly marked for emergency use authorization, still are is authorized for emergency use with the following uh, product-specific information. They have to provide a health fact sheet for healthcare providers administering vaccine, which they might do, but it's not not complete, and the FDA is the one that puts those out. Um, They have a complete list, or they've had a list since October, of all the potential side effects, including uh, the blood clots, the microclots, the... um, uh, myocarditis, pericarditis, and all the other things, not to mention the stuff that affects uh, pregnant women and their uh, fetal, uh, you know, their babies. And they don't list any of those things on the fact sheet. They've, li- they've known for, you know, since, like I said, last October, 10 months ago, before these things were released, they knew what the side effects were going to be. But they didn't put any of those things. There's no black box warnings until they actually started happening. And um, the FDA is just criminal in this whole situation, amongst all the rest. So I have concluded, pursuant to Section 564D2 of the Act, that it is reasonable to believe that the known and potential benefits of Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine, when used to prevent COVID-19, and used in accordance with the scope of authorization, outweigh its known and potential risk. Again, flat out lie. And they go right in here again. I've concluded that it may be effective in preventing COVID-19, which it's not. It's just the opposite. It's it's effective in spreading it, but not preventing it. I have reviewed the scientific information available to the FBA, including the information supporting the conclusions described in the section uh, one above. I have concluded the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine, as described in the scope of authorization section two, meets the criteria set forth in section 564C 
of the act concerning safety and potential effectiveness. <laughs> I don't think so. So anyway, we get down to um, the last uh, page nine. Uh, Pfizer Inc. will report to Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, or VAERS, serious adverse events irrespective of attribution to the vaccine. So regardless of whether they think it is or not, anything that's even close has to be reported, which they're not doing. Cases of multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children. That is something that never existed prior to these injections being rolled out. This is something they listed on the list of uh, potential side effects that the, that the FDA received in November, or excuse me, October. And they've seen thousands and thousands of cases of already, and at least 40 or more children have died from this. Cases of multi-system inflammatory syndrome in children, a specific listing that never existed until these things were rolled out. And according to Dr. Brian Artis, uh, when they first introduced these things, he did some checking and found that there were over like 4,000 cases of this syndrome in children. And at that time, over 40 kids had died. And this was uh, at least a month or so ago, I believe. And they also put, and adults, but the primary thing is, this is something in children that's never happened before. It affects the brain, the heart, the lungs, all basically the organs. It's just unbelievable. And the last one, COVID, uh, cases of COVID-19 that result in hospitalization or death that are reported to Pfizer. These reports should be submitted to VAERS as soon as possible, but no later than 15 calendar days from the initial receipt of the information. So people are reporting to, to the manufacturers that, you know, if, if someone gets the Pfizer jab, they not only, you know, they call Pfizer and complain about it. They're supposed to take all those complaints and submit them to VAERS, which apparently they're not doing. And uh, it's, the numbers just go up and up and up. And we get to page 13, the last paragraph. This emergency use authorization will be effective until the declaration that circumstances exist justifying the authorization of the emergency use of drugs and biological products during the COVID-19 pandemic is terminated. So in other words, all they did was extend it. They did not give full approval to anything. All they did was extend the emergency use authorization. And then the news media took this and they read it and it said, oh, this is full authorization. And started blabbing it out so that Biden and company could then start pushing um, businesses and employers and things like that to begin mandating. But again, it's all smoke and mirrors, it's all lies, and it's all criminal. So there's the first thing that we're going to talk about today. Um, and I, 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 got, uh, I found that I got this last night, and then I uh, got a copy of it from Daryl today as well. Thank you, Daryl. I appreciate that. And, uh, but I had already gotten it and highlighted it and was looking at it for today. Um, but... It just, it just goes to show the criminal nature of what we're dealing with here. And so far, uh, most places are still, even natural news. Um, where is it? Um, FDA approval of COVID vaccine rushed to provide Biden regime excuse to unleash draconian medical martial law in America. And that's the goal. They're hoping that they can do that based on this BS lie from the FDA when they didn't approve anything. 
it's still emergency use authorization, so all the lawsuits need to keep going forward. Um, I was wondering yesterday when I heard it first, thinking that they actually did approve it, that um, uh, I was wondering what was going to happen with the the suit or the uh, f- filing for injunction that the um, America's Frontline Doctors did down in Alabama with Tom Rents. Um, because they were trying to get an, emer- uh, an injunction against the emergency use authorizations. I figured, well, if they gave approval, that might negate that, at least as far as um, Pfizer's concerned. It would still go forward for Moderna and uh, Johnson Johnson. But in effect, it's still valid for all three, because nothing has changed. But you can bet that the generally dumb public and the lamestream media think otherwise. And that's going to be another major educational program that uh, uh, us and the truth movement are going to have to take upon ourselves to get the word out that, hey, they did not approve it. And it's all a lie. Again, the mainstream media, if their lips are moving, they're lying. And we need to uh, hold them accountable for that and get the truth out. It'll be interesting to see how long it will take some of the folks to get that information. Some people are still, you know, which, like I said, it kind of surprised me that um, Mike Adams and company are still calling it approval. Although, (laughs) in their uh, title here, FDA approval, they put it in quotation marks. So that's uh, that's kind of interesting. I just clicked on their link. It says, Analysis, FDA Vaccine Authorization Accelerated, you know, same title. Um, let's see what they're saying. The insane fraudulent rushing of the Pfizer vaccine into full approval status, which they didn't get by the FDA just announced today, which was yesterday, was ordered by the collapsing Biden regime. The purpose of this accelerated approval is to allow Biden's puppet masters to roll out medical martial law as a means of control and population to control the population and suppress the massive uprising that will soon commence against the illegitimate Biden regime. Hopefully that's the case. (laughs) Reportedly, the next 10 days or so, we'll see the public release of the Maricopa County forensic audit uh, results. These results are going to be comprehensive going to comprehensively reveal that the 2020 election was rigged via ballot stuffing and ballot counterfeiting operations. Once these results are made public, the question is, if a tree falls in the woods and there's nobody there to hear it, or the lamestream media won't say anything about it, does it really happen? And that's what we're going to be wondering. You know, we saw the uh, thing with um, Mike uh, Lindell's uh, Big Dog and Pony show he did a week or so ago, and there was virtually no reporting anywhere. It's like, it didn't happen. And the same thing will probably happen with this, you can bet. So whether there's a mass awakening or not, we'll see. But anyway, they're saying there's a mass awakening across America will occur as people realize Biden didn't win and our democracy, in quotation marks also, has been infiltrated and taken over by enemy forces that currently occupy the White House. Well, by the way, one of the places that you can work that you are not required to have COVID injections. I got something in my mouth. that I I don't know where it came from. Probably a bug or something. Anyway. Hmm. There, I got it. Can't tell what it is. Anyway, the mass awakening to election fraud combined with the increasing realization 
that the FDA, CDC, and vaccine pushers lied to America to the entire time about vaccines halting infections or preventing transmission will only fuel the protests that will accelerate through the months of September and November. Imagine if they find out also that the mainstream media has been saying that the FDA gave full approval to these things and their employers are forcing them on them when in fact they're still only operating under emergency use authorization and federal law makes it illegal to mandate these things when it's in that status. Who knows? In order to crush these uh, protests and roll out Australia-style medical martial law enforcement, the Biden regime needed the FDA to fraudulently approve at least one vaccine. And it was fraudulent, and they didn't approve it. Immediately, the Pentagon has now announced the mandatory vaccination of all U.S. troops, which is a treasonous scheme to mass murder hundreds of thousands of active-duty soldiers via bioweapons in order to weaken America's national security and prepare the nation for its final demise, which has been the goal of the Obama and the O'Biden regime for the very, from the very start. And something else, just uh, real quick, I saw last night, I can't remember what I was listening to. I, was, I spent the whole evening watching YouTube videos and things and people reporting stuff. And it would appear that the study that, we, that the people that are stupid enough to roll up their sleeves for are engaging in is about a 50-50 um, test group versus uh, control group. So um, it, it appears that half the people that have rolled up their sleeves have gotten some sort of a placebo, uh, saline solution or something, which is why everybody isn't having these adverse reactions. Imagine, given the numbers that we're seeing, you know, if they, if everyone had gotten these shots instead of half the people who have actually uh, been reported to have received them, that would be pretty wild. And they know that that would be too much at one time. Anyway, as the truth of the rigged elections and vaccine genocide becomes unstoppable, look for the Biden regime to attempt to a, uh, an internet kill switch telecommunications outage uh, strategy to try to stop people from communicating. Meanwhile, under medical martial law, um, Biden is likely to order truly draconian enforcement actions such as the criminalizing uh, public protests, setting up vaccine passport checkpoints on highways, and medically kidnapping anti-vaxxers to relocate them to the CDC green zones, COVID prison camps, which have been open, openly described in great detail by the CDC itself. The goal is to, uh, is to hold on to power as long as possible, of course, while continuing to inject the masses and the military with deadly biological weapons that are engineered to achieve high kill rates over time. The so-called booster shot is simply another dose of weaponized spike protein that's being administered to try to finish the job sooner rather than later. Joe Biden himself, of course, will be removed at the time that's uh, most appropriate for his handlers, and before Harris is sworn in, there will technically be no commander-in-chief to control them in control of the military. With a uh, near state of civil war inside the military already surfacing due to the bioweapon vaccine mandate that was just activated today, there remains a plausible possibility that elements of the U.S. military could revolt against the treasonous Pentagon leaders who helped orchestrate and ca the catastrophic collapse of Kabul, uh, Kabul or whatever, Kabul, and the fall of Afghanistan, which has left 10,000-plus American contractors trapped behind enemy lines. 
According to my sources, the military is practically in a state of revolt right uh, this very minute, and many mid-level commanders are coming to realize that if they continue to follow orders from traitors like Austin, Milley, and poor Biden, they're all finished and the national defense capabilities of the United States of America will rapidly collapse. It is increasingly understood that the traitors in the Pentagon and the White House who coordinated the collapse of Afghanistan are also coordinating the collapse of America. And if they are not stopped, there will be no nation left to defend. Suddenly, the phrase, against all enemies, foreign and domestic, takes on a whole new meaning. You got that right. Collapsing Biden regime will uh, weaponize everything to starve the people and destroy their financial resources. One additional factor in all of this is the willingness of the criminal, the illegitimate Biden regime to weaponize food scarcity, financial collapse, vaccine checkpoints, and even engineered regional lockdown scenarios in order to crush dissent and weaken the masses. With Australia's New South Wales serving as the experimental template for turning a nation into a COVID prison colony, Biden's puppet masters are prepared to unleash mass medical kidnappings, COVID camp executions, engineered starvation, grid-down emergencies, and even coordinated bank closures for fi- or financial events in order to deny the people whatever resources they might need to sustain nationwide protests. The Biden regime is at war with the American people, and in this state of war, they will engineer scarcity and collapse in every vector imaginable including potentially shutting down cell towers and internet access, especially in problematic areas such as red states. Some people believe there will still be enough white hats in the U.S. military to arrest the traitors, hold new elections, and potentially reinstate Trump after a new election is held. But this view should be taken with a grain of salt as far as the far more likely outcome is collapse and chaos rather than an organized restoration. In either case... It's clear that Trump wants no part of taking office again until after the financial collapse takes place. In fact, even Kamala doesn't want to be sitting in the office when that occurs. So there is a concerted effort right now to keep Biden in place until as an empty shell for as long as possible. I heard one person say the other day he's a bag of sand with highballs. I kind of like that. Almost as if Weekend at Bernie's has become national policy at the White House, which seems altogether fitting for a nation that's currently run by criminals, morons, and senile fools. Once the financial collapse is initiated, if Biden is still in the White House, he can then be blamed for the collapse and removal via 25th Amendment, with the replacement promising to rescue America from the horrific mistakes of a mentally incompetent Joe Biden. (laughs) Oh, boy. Prepare for the winter of chaos in America. The next several months are going to witness the most chaotic time in the history of this nation, even considering the 1860s, with September 2021 to March 2022 characterized by the following. Shocking public awakening to the level of fraud, corruption, and criminality in the swamp. Maybe. Severe engineered shortages of food, ammunition, medical resources, and consumer goods, etc., the possibility of engineered telecommunications and power grid outages, at least regionally, mass death and hospitalization among the vaccinated, with hospitals likely overrun by early 2022, medical martial law enforcement of vaccines, vaccine passports, lockdowns, masks, and speech compliance, activation of FEMA or CDC COVID death camps, and the coordinated kidnapping and extermination of dissidents. 
engineered financial crisis events such as bank holidays, the closing of ATMs, or even a possible dollar collapse. Chaos inside the collapsing U.S. military, continued acceleration of the collapse of the purchasing power of the U.S. dollar as the Biden regime, lawmakers, and the Fed all conspire to remove or to move upward or toward printing a trillion dollars a week to try to keep the system afloat. Like I said, they've already printed $21 trillion since in the last eight months. Uh, so heaven help us if that happens. We're going to be like Weimar Germany. Uh, chaos at the Oval Office as political predators line up to seize power as Biden is eventually removed from the White House. Note that the right uh, uh, that right this very minute, the U.S. dollar has already lost at least 40% of its purchasing power in the last 12 months. The things people buy with dollars are skyrocketing in price, food, fuel, housing, used vehicles, etc., which is a result of the collapsing dollar stemming from endless money printing by the Biden regime and the corrupt Fed. This is also a form of final looting of the nation before its demise. Yeah. People in uh, the inner circles of power are looting dollars via government stimulus handouts, then using those dollars to buy crypto or gold, knowing that the dollar will soon be utterly worthless. Kind of what we were talking about yesterday. All this money printing means average Americans are being driven into poverty by the day, with food, housing, transportation, and other basic needs rapidly becoming unaffordable, even for the former middle class. It won't take long before the middle class is wiped out and tens of millions of Americans will discover they have nothing left to lose since they've already lost everything. And in the words of, I think it's Gerald Salenti, when people have lost everything or when they have nothing left to lose, they lose it. This is all part of the engineered chaos plan that is designed to bring down America. And with the FDA's accelerated approval of Pfizer vaccine today, this plan has just been activated. So... <laughs> there you have it for starters and i want to see if i can find it here real quick um we keep talking about the number of people that have died from these injections and the numbers just keep getting closer and closer and closer to what i have suspected all along and this is a quick uh short blip from dr sherry tenpenny all of 20 seconds or so that uh, tells just that talking to a a whistleblower right now that's yet to be named, who's an insider at Pfizer, who called and was crying and said, that 45,000 number, I have documentation that, and I haven't seen it yet, so at this point in time, it's still hearsay, that, that I've got documentation that that number's closer to 200,000 people that have died within a week or less of getting one of the shots. Yeah, so originally we had the VAERS system which, you know, at this point is pushing the 13,000 number. And according to Harvard University, who did a study on VAERS, said that less than 1%, you know, their scientific research shows that less than 1% of all adverse events are reported to VAERS. So if you do the math on that, if we're at 13,000 and it's less than 1%, we're talking maybe 100 and what, maybe multiply that by 100? 1.3 million is that the right number or is it i think uh, let's see here do, 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 do. times 100 yep 1.3 million potentially with 
uh, just VAERS. And there are 11 other reporting systems, or there's 10 others. There's a total of 11 in the U.S., and VAERS is one of them. The one that the um, uh, whistleblower uh, that is being used in the, the lawsuit uh, by um, America's Frontline Doctors and Thomas Rents uh, did an, an analysis of the CMS system, which is the Center for Medicaid and Medicare Services. And according to her, 45,000 have died within three days of injection. Now, they didn't look at four days, five days, six days, and farther out. Uh, they're going to. But at this point, just within three days, we've got 45,000. And now Dr. Tenpenny has got another person, a uh, whistleblower, who's saying 200,000. So given the fact that only about 30,000 people died from COVID, which is not even approaching a moderate flu season, I mean, basically a big old nothing burger. Uh, more people die of uh, swimming pool accidents, if I'm not mistaken, every year. <laughs> I'd have to double check those numbers, but there's a lot of low-level things, you know, falling off ladders, swimming pools, um, you know, choking events and things like that. They're pretty close to that. Not to mention the fact that the American Murder Association, uh, the AMA and um, MDs, kill close to a million people a year just through their contacts. Um, why are we listening to any of these people? But uh, this thing is really getting out of hand, and the generally dumb public are, you know, just buying right into it. And on top of that, you have previews of coming attractions down in Australia where they are just flat off the rails completely. And I just watched a video this morning. A guy was just walking down the street in the U.K. Uh, looks like he had a bag of maybe gone to the store or something, but the streets are just vacant. And he's walking down the street and two, you know, British bobbies, the police stop him and try to get him to give his information. He refuses. He says, you can arrest me. I took an oath to uphold and protect and defend their constitution and whatnot. And I'm doing just that. And I'm standing, I'm standing my ground. And they ended up arresting him because he wouldn't tell them who he was or anything. They were going to report him for violating the COVID regulations, which just being outside, I guess. Just insanity, and it's, it's happening all over the place. And the only reason it hasn't happened here is three-letter word. Well, four, G-U-N-S. The fact that we've got a bunch of guns here, and that's why they're trying to get everybody stopped and picked up and all that kind of stuff. And uh, thank goodness, you know, but the problem is the rest of the world is looking to the U.S. to, to fix things, unfortunately, because they're all in a state of control. They have no way to fight back for the most part. And I saw a really good uh, interview last night that uh, Stu Peters did with a member of uh, Parliament. In uh, well, Actually, he's not a member of Parliament. He's a retired uh, Royal Australian Air Force officer or member from, for like 40 years. And um, he's saying, you know, please, America, stand up. You know, stand up for your rights and don't let this happen. If you guys go down, there's no hope for the rest of us, basically. So it's kind of scary what's going on, and uh, like I've been saying, the next couple of months, uh, I hope everybody's been stocking up, you know, getting extra things put aside, because um, it could get very hairy, especially like in Australia, they're getting ready for all the truck, they call them truckies, uh, we call them truckers, but the guys driving the trucks delivering stuff, they're basically going to shut everything down, they're going to go on strike, 
because they're given hassles about crossing. Uh, they have to, you know, you know from, cross from one state into the next. You got to have vaccines and whatnot. They're not going to do it, and they're just fed up with all this stuff. And they're just going to put a put the stop to everything. And when that happens, uh, it's going to be rough on people that haven't prepared. And the same thing could potentially happen here. And uh, you know, get ready. So anyway, if uh, if anyone wants to jump in, if anybody's got any comments on any of this stuff, love to hear it. But otherwise, I will keep going with other things I've been looking at. Um, it's crazy, to say the least. Um, in New York, you now have to show proof of vaccination and an ID to enter a restaurant, but no one, no ID is required to vote. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Pfizer refused to supply South Africa with COVID injections until governments removed all liability for injuries and deaths. Well, that's pretty much what they've done everywhere. And there are several uh, African countries um, where every single one um, where the, uh, the presidents of the countries refused to allow the vaccines in, those guys all mysteriously died, you know, at least one allegedly of COVID. Um, I mean, if, if you stand in the way of Big Pharma, they will take you out. And if you ever question that, I encourage you to read, um, oh, what's the name of that book? Uh, Malice by Jennifer Janes. Uh, it is a fantastic, uh, uh, it's a novel that hit so close to reality that they killed her over it. She was murdered pretty much in the same way as one of the uh, prime uh, uh, characters in the book. But it's about a young doctor who comes, gets out of medical school and goes to work for a, an established uh, doctor, uh, you know, family practice. They have lots of, uh, you know, kids. They do pediatric things. And they've been injecting this brand new drug that's supposed to be the, the be-all, end-all to prevent something for, you know, children. And it's added to the schedule. And it just so happens that the, the boss of the doctor firm or practice is one of the higher-ups that's really pushing this thing and making millions off of it. And he finds out that it's starting to kill kids and starts to make waves. And uh, the, the whole story is really interesting. I encourage you, if you're ever looking, for, if you're bored and you want a good, good read, uh, and it's very, very close to reality. Again, it's called Malice by Jennifer Janes, and it's a really good book. Um, Toronto mayor imposes COVID-19 vaccination mandate for all city staff, condemning many to die from vaccine-induced blood clots. Big tech companies looking to normalize vaccine passports. Yeah, it's getting crazier and crazier. Michigan healthcare workers support bill banning vaccine mandates, and that's more and more. We're seeing uh, the the guy that I was uh, going to see last uh, week ago Sunday, who's running against Governor DeWine here as a conservative, uh, you know, constitutional Republican, I guess you could call him. Um, basically, was you know during his talk said he was with a thousand doctors and nurses down around. Um, What's the name of the place? Uh, Athens, Ohio, which is where Ohio University is. Not Ohio State, but Ohio U. And uh, about 50, 60 miles southeast of here. And um, they were all standing out protesting the, the COVID mandates and all that junk. Because so many medical, you know, when, when the uh, Houston Methodist down in Texas started it, when they got their first ruling back where the courts basically upheld their illegal unconstitutional mandate 
in the face of all common sense and reason and law, the uh, everybody else felt empowered to start doing the same thing. So now groups all across the country are mandating this crap for all their people. Luckily, here in central Ohio, there's been such a pushback that they now are modifying their thing. They, originally, it was all people had to be uh, injected by, you know, in the case of my wife's group, um, Ohio Health, they had to be injected by December 1st unless they had a medical or religious exemption on file, which my wife does, thank goodness. Um, but however, with all the pushback, they came back and said, well, we're changing it. You don't have to be ma- uh, injected, but the offset is just as bad. If you're not, you have to have regular, you know, weekly testing and wear a mask everywhere. And, you know, in this, in her case, you know, my wife's case, that ain't going to fly because her, uh, religious exemption also covers testing and any kind of invasive procedures and that kind of junk. So, um, you know, it's just getting crazy though, but they are backing down because there's pressure. But let's see what the Michigan situation is. The Michigan legislature is debating a bill that would ban employees or employers from requiring workers to be vaccinated against the Wuhan coronavirus. A recent public hearing on proposed law drew in many healthcare workers who supported the proposed legislation called the Informed Consent in the Workplace Act, or HB 4471, the bill was proposed by a Republican state rep, Sue Aller, and 16 co-sponsors. HB 4471 prevents employers from requiring employees to get vaccinated against COVID-19 or, and other diseases like tetanus, diphtheria, and pertussis. It also prevents employers from threatening, firing, discriminating against, retaliating against, and refusing to hire workers who decline to get vaccinated. The proposed legislation also prohibits employers from forcing unvaccinated employees to wear masks at all times in the workplace as retaliation for refusing to get injected. It also prevents employers from requiring employees to make their vaccination status public by ordering the unvaccinated to wear a mask that distinguishes them from their vaccinated co-workers. Good for them. Aller firmly believes that the employer's should have uh, should not have the power to require employees who are unvaccinated to remain masked. To look uh, at an individual and say, you don't have the vaccine, put the mask on, that is more or less putting a scarlet letter on them, and that with the bill, with this bill, is saying they can't do that. Um, the bill also provides an easy legal avenue for aggrieved employees to sue employers who violate any of these above-mentioned measures of this bill good for them sounds like they're getting on the right track question is will witless whitmer sign the thing if it passes they can sue for injective relief and up to triple the financial losses the worker and workers incur as a result of their employers attempt to pass vac- uh, pass vaccine or mask mandates aller argued the choice to get vaccinated should be up to an employee not to his bosses and the problem is they keep saying this word should and should be that phrase should be taken out of everything. And it's not that the employers should be able to do this. The, the, employ, the employees are able to do this. Or the employers should not be. The employers are not able to. That's the way people have to start thinking and talking. They definitely should not lose their job, she said. In, the, in many instances, they've gone to the school for years to achieve a certain degree, a certain level of knowledge to perform a job that they love. Michiganders support ban on vaccine mandates. Uh, the Thursday mor- on Thursday morning, this bill was presented for a public hearing. 
The hearing was conducted by the uh, State House Committee on Workforce, Trades, and Talent. Should a business be able to force a vaccine on employees? In a right-to-work state, it is a constitutional violation if they did. Uh, Or is it a constitutional violation if they did? Asked Committee Chairwoman uh, Representative Beth Griffin, a Republican. Our Michigan uh, businesses are being... Our Michigan businesses are being done a monumental disservice here because they, the only data and science they are hearing about is based on often conflicting media reports about guidance from politically motivated governmental agencies. Many people who supported the right of workers to make their own decisions regarding vaccines showed up at the public hearing in support of Aller, Griffin, and the other Republican legislators pushing the bill. Katie Kim, a nurse who refused to name the uh, which Michigan hospital system she worked for, made a tearful testimony before her, before the committee. She shared that in uh, June she received an, an email from her employer threatening to fire her for noncompliance with the system's vaccine mandate. She was given a week off to think about getting vaccinated. When she came back to work, she was warned that, it, that she has to get on board with the uh, mandate. If she re- disagreed, she would. Uh, she was told to resign. And that's one thing, people. Make them fire you. Do not walk away from this. Force them to fire you. You have unemployment benefits that way, and it's, you have a better case if and when you go to court. Uh, Kern added that the health system's managers were provided with lists of non-compliant employees. They are being pressured, coerced, and intimidated into receiving the, vaccine, the injection, said Kim. They are being told that they won't uh, be able to find other jobs in health care. Several other people spoke in the public hearing. One doctor argued that natural immunity, which people gained through a, pre- a previous COVID-19 infection, is better than the immunity, uh, supposed immunity acquired from vaccines. He cited a study that supported his claim. And that is true. Um, Dr. Uh, Artis, Brian Artis, has done the research and actually found that uh, all these variants are less than 0.3% different from the original, if you can believe that there is an original, which, you know, they've never isolated it. But the, uh, the basic medical thought at this point is these variants, like the Delta variant, is only 0.3% different from the original, the Alpha. And the, they're already talking, all these people are saying that, you know, after six months, you need a booster for these injections, which means, you know, it just shows they flat out don't work. They're just trying to get you in a, an endless stream of getting stabbed in the arm. Well, what his uh, studies have found is that even people that had SARS-CoV-1 infection back 17, 18 years ago, the T-cells that they have developed as a result of that infection 17, 18 years ago has been sufficient to deal completely with SARS-CoV-2 or COVID-19. And he said that uh, the difference between the SARS-CoV-1 and SARS-CoV-2 is 20%. And again, mind you, the, the variance with, with COVID-19 or SARS-CoV-2 is only 0.3% different from the original. With a 20% difference between the, the 1 and the 2 orig- you know, from 20 years ago and now. So anybody who had the SARS back then still has immunity to the stuff that we're dealing with now. That gives you an idea how much better off you are with natural immunity compared to these bogus criminal lethal injections that they're pushing. 
Another doctor made the case that vaccine mandates are discriminatory. This is because around 70% of the African-American population in Detroit still refuse to get vaccinated because they do not trust the government. Good for them. <laughs> They're smart people. The doctor pointed out that workplace vaccine mandates would effectively exclude them from gainful employment. Several other people spoke, uh, including other healthcare workers and law professionals. Uh, one presented data to the committee that questioned the safety and effectiveness of the COVID-19 vaccines and wearing face diapers. One former federal judge argued that mandating vaccines violates the Constitution. Imagine that. Of course, what he didn't say, and he may not even know, is that most people don't have access to the rights guaranteed by the Constitution because of their political status, which they have unknowingly volunteered into being a serf on the federal plantation. Again, a plug for Roger's show, the two hours previous to mine, uh, where you can learn how to uh, straighten out that problem, correct the issue, and regain and restate your political status and alleviate many of these problems. I will also say that right now, um, it's just going to be over here in about uh, nine minutes, but from nine o'clock to two o'clock today, Eastern Time, at the Ohio State House, about 20 minutes from here, um, there was a peaceful protest going on that hopefully many, many attended. Um, I haven't had a chance to check up on it to see what was going on, but um, it was a stop the mandate, vote yes on 248, which is a similar bill to the one I just talked about in Michigan, uh, in Ohio. House Bill 248 um, advocates for medical freedom and will join Moms Against DeWine to get loud in loud Ohio at the, uh, and get loud Ohio at the Ohio State House downtown to show support for HB 248, as well as Ohio employees who have been required by their employer to receive the COVID vaccine to keep their job. So that's uh, just wrapping up right now. I'm hopeful that it was a good turnout. And I was thinking, you know, I mentioned to Rebecca yesterday that I would like to have done a live remote like I did last May. Um, but unfortunately, in order to do that, I have to have someone in the studio running things. And last year I had Paul do that for me because he, you know, other than having someone in my studio accessing the system here, I have to have someone that has global control over the server, which is Paul. And he's really busy right now with all kinds of things. So unfortunately, I couldn't do the live remote, but uh, I would have definitely liked to do that. We may try and work something out in the future if they continue these, which they probably will. But uh, anyway, people are starting to push back. And thank goodness some legislators are starting to um, try and do something about it. It's an uphill battle because they're they're not only battling, you know, it seems like it's always the Republicans that are pushing for the people's rights, or at least they allegedly are, and it's always the Democrats that are dead set against it, you know, and that gives you an idea of where things are, but at the same time, the news media is, you know, pushing in their crap and lies about what they are and that kind of thing. It's just, it's it's definitely a battle. And the thing is, is there should be no need <laughs> for legislation to this regard because this is quite obviously a violation of our, you know, rights. And again, the big problem is most people don't realize what, what their rights really are and where they're at and that kind of thing. So um, it's a shame. You know, it really is. But um, there you have it. And let's see, where else? Antibodies act as natural antidepressants. Hmm. 
Data shows two and a half times higher risk of myocarditis with Moderna injection. Yeah, don't take any of these things. Well, I'll tell you what, it's getting absolutely nuts. Coercion by proxy. After rushed FDA full approval of the COVID vax, Biden calls for corporate corporations across America to mandate COVID vaccines on all employees. And I saw the, a video clip last night. This dude, you know, if you watch this guy, anytime he's talking, they don't call him Sleepy Joe for nothing. I mean, he looks like he's going to pass out at any minute. And he talks like it, and he can't keep things straight. But resident Joe Biden of the White House Nursing Home for Career Criminals with Dementia is calling on corporations all across the United States to mandate Wuhan coronavirus COVID-19 vaccines for their employers now that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has granted, in quotations, full approval for the Pfizer-BioNTech injection. And that's the problem. You know, they know full well that the that it hasn't been granted and yet they're saying that it has i mean they're just flat out lying to the american people it's just disgusting and the thing is the generally dumb public boobus americanus or they just swallow it they think you know if you ask anybody on the street if they have a clue what the things are oh yeah it got full approval i'm gonna get mine now go right ahead you can have mine Latest phase of Operation Warp Speed, Biden calls for a jab mandate, is aimed at tens of millions of hesitant Americans who want nothing to do with Big Pharma's experimental gene therapy, which was funded and brought into existence by taxpayer funding from the Trump administration. Yeah, that's something that's just flat out disgusting. The Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, announced that it's fully concluded it's now uh, it's the, it's now, it's the, it's a thorough, independent scientific review, Biden stated nonsensically, <laughs> stumbling through random words. That explains why I couldn't understand what was being written here. <laughs> through random words while laughing at his own inability to speak. It's the, it's now, it's a thorough, independent scientific review. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I have to learn how to speak Bidenese. I got a video on that. It's funny. After a strict process, the FDA, right, strict process of pulling crap out of their butts, the FDA has reaffirmed its findings that the Pfizer COVID-19 injection is safe and effective, and the FDA has given its full and final approval. No, it hasn't. So, let me say this, uh, loudly and clearly, if you have, if you're one of the millions of Americans who say that they uh, will not get the shot when it's, uh, until it has full and final approval of the FDA, it has now happened. No, it hasn't. The moment you've been waiting for is here. It's time for you to go get your vaccination and get it today. Today. And I'm quoting Sleepy Joe. Mentally incompetent Biden wants you to roll up your sleeve for FDA approval approved gene therapy. And it's not FDA approved. I got to give FDA credit. They didn't approve it, but everybody's saying they did. And they should be the first ones having a press conference. No, we didn't give it full approval. We simply extended the emergency use authorization. But they're not because they're all complicit in this theory, you know, this conspiracy. Not a theory. It's real. Calling the FDA, FDA's decision, uh, rush decision, an important movement in the pandemic agenda, Beijing Biden went on to thank acting FDA Commissioner Janet Woodcock 
and the entire team at the FDA for rushing its approval at warp speed when normally it takes upwards of a decade to approve a new vaccine. She's ensured that the, uh, the team uh, followed the science above all, China Joe went on to mumble in confusion. They've looked at the uh, mountains of clinical data, clinical trial data, and the safety and efficacy data, and concluded without question that the, the vaccine was safe and effective for emergency use in December. That same thing, we've got those shots in arms at the same time, 350 million in the United States and billions <coughs> cough across the world. They kept pouring over this data. The FDA approval is the gold standard. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you believe that, you know, given the fact that the FDA only approves things that kill you, you know, there you have it. Hunter's dad is hopeful that businesses and corporations across America will now step up with vaccine requirements that will reach millions more people. Pointing to the vaccine or test mandate he issued last month for federal workers. Yeah. I call on you now to do that. Require it, Biden tried to say, appearing to forget where he was and why. <laughs> and as I just said, now it's been granted. No, it hasn't. Those, I'm, I'm hoping somebody at one of these press conferences bring this up, but I bet they won't. Those who've been waiting for full approval should go get your shot now. The vaccination is free, it's easy, it's safe, and it's effective. And it's convenient. For 90% of Americans, there's a vaccination site less than five miles from your home. And you can get the shot without an appointment. So please get your shot today. There is no time to waste. Yes, we need to kill many, many more millions of Americans before they realize what's being done to them. Numerous times during the canned teleprompter speech, Biden lost track of his script and appeared to forget the subject matter at hand. <laughs> he would then suddenly remember, only to quickly forget again, showcasing his Alzheimer's on the world stage. How much money is the vaccine industry now paying to Hunter? <laughs> Asked one commenter at the First Citizen Free Press. <laughs> he sounds like he's heavily medicated, wrote another. To keep up with the latest news about Fauci flu shots, be sure to check out chemicalviolence.com. Ah, man, it's getting crazy. Very, very crazy. Um, let's see here. Hundreds of thousands protest discriminatory COVID-19 vaccine passports in France. Well, I'll tell you what, the people in France are up in arms about this stuff. They are in the streets raising a ruckus. You know, the people in, uh, I don't know where it was, but there was a big protest in uh, Australia over the weekend. And man, I'll tell you what, they were, you know, they've got the military doing border security between the states. They've got riot police out, all kinds of crap, and it's insane what's happening in Australia. I feel sorry for those folks. This is why you don't give up your guns, folks. French government attempts to starve out the unvaccinated by blocking their access to grocery stores, nation on the verge of revolt. Yeah, there's a lot of videos popping up about that, too. How is it the vaccines suddenly stop working when the unvaccinated come near the vaccinated? I'd like to say, how is it that all the people that are in the hospitals and dying are the, have been fully injected? And that's been, what's been going on. 
And then we have lunacy. States banning mass, mask mandates over respect for civil rights could face lawsuits from the Biden DOJ for civil rights violations. <laughs> Isn't that something? I would love to read one of the suits. that I don't know how one of these idiots at the DOJ could even, you know, put together one of these things and file it with a straight face. Because, you know, civil rights, we're, we're protecting the civil rights by keeping their face diapers on them. You know, and this is just rough on kids. Um, you're going to have kids that are going to grow up like that's the only thing they ever knew. And it's not going to be good. But there's something going on with my thing. won't load this uh, file. There we go. These poor kids sitting there. They all got their little face diapers on. Biden regime and Democrats in general are no longer hiding it. They are the party of rigid authoritarian operating authoritarianism operating under the facade of constitutionalism. <laughs> yeah, right. And they are hell-bent on imposing their will in a way our founders rebelled against when, take, when England's king did it. Red states around the country have had enough of COVID-19 Nazism and are lawfully passing measures aimed at banning the worst of the mandate infringements. They are allowed to do this under the, our Constitution because the Tenth Amendment gives them a semi-autonomy. In other words, you know, the Constitution is supposed to limit the powers of Congress, but you wouldn't understand that or believe that, you know, based on what's going on in there today where they are trying to say they have total control over everybody and everything and every aspect of their lives. In particular, states like Florida, Texas, and South Carolina have passed laws banning mask mandates in public schools. Their public schools, since the federal government doesn't operate on local school districts, uh, doesn't operate in local school districts, uh, but because Biden and his Marxist minions believe in top-down authoritarianism, they are threatening these states with legal action via the Justice Department, as reported by Just, this, just the News this week. President Biden is ratcheting up opposition to Republican governors blocking COVID mask mandates in schools, putting in charge the Education Department, which is raising the possibility of using its civil rights arm to oppose such policies. Biden on Wednesday ordered Education Secretary Miguel Cardona to assess all available tools that can be used against states that fail to protect students amid surging coronavirus cases. Yeah. And they call us science deniers. Some state governments have adopted policies and laws that interfere with the ability of schools and, and districts to keep our, our children safe during in-person learning, wrote Biden in an executive order, adding that some states have gone so far as to try to block school officials from adopting safety measures not limiting or not limited to, but including mask mandates. By any stretch, this is a state issue, not a federal issue. It is none of Joe Biden or Miguel Corona's business what states do with their schools. That's true. Nevertheless, spurred on by Biden's order, Cardona thinks he has the authority to use his department's civil rights division to impose his will on state school districts in Florida, Texas, Iowa, and elsewhere mask mandates have been banned. Mind you, masks haven't been banned, just mandating them thus empowering the parents of children to make the decision. 
the department has the authority to investigate any state educational agency whose policies or actions may infringe on the rights of every student to access to access public education equally. He said in a statement ridiculously claiming that banning mask mandates is somehow impeding equal access to education. Just the News added, the department can launch its own investigations into potential violations and it also responds to civil rights complaints from parents and the public. The department's Office for Civil Rights can issue uh, sanctions including a total loss of federal education funding in cases of related violations. And therein lies the problem. When you accept federal money, you've got the camel's nose not under the tent, but in the tent. And as a a Baptist preacher friend of mine used to say, with shekels come shackles. And that's what's going on here. That's okay. When When President Trump's Justice Department under then Attorney General Jeff Sessions attempted to actually follow the law and withhold Uh, law enforcement funds from cities that are sanctuaries for illegal aliens, the cities sued and won because the funds were earmarked by Congress and therefore could not be arbitrarily cut off based on a potential political objective. That's what will happen here, too, especially after all the constitutional judges Trump put on the federal bench. (laughs) Don't count on that. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Don't count on the courts to do anything right, especially the Supremes. Uh, nine, nine clowns in black gowns. Meantime, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis ripped Biden after the president focused on the issue of mask mandates for schools during a press conference this week instead of the collapsing situation in Afghanistan or the southern border. You have all the stuff going on with Afghanistan, obviously all the stuff in the southern border, uh, one of the biggest border disasters in the history of our country, inflation, gas prices, and what does he do? (laughs) DeSantis railed on Fox News Hannity. He is obsessed with having the government force kindergartners to wear face diapers all day in school, he added. In Florida, we believe that that's the parents' decision. Joe Biden thinks the federal government should come in and overrule the parents' and force these young kids to wear these masks. And that's, you know, unfortunately in Florida right now, the bigger school districts like Miami-Dade, you know, that's a Democrat-run area, they're trying to mandate it. They won't stick with the uh, situation that the, um, you know, the DeSantis thing is. It's not saying you can't have people, people can't wear face masks. It's just saying that the schools can't mandate them, and neither can the government. Uh, You know, if the parents want the kid to wear a mask, kid will wear a mask you know personally i think it should be a man of personal choice (laughs) but i can understand the parents doing it i'm looking for i thought i had a copy of it had a really couple of really good uh, people giving um testimonies before school boards and stuff here in the last few days that really uh did some fantastic uh made some really good points and unfortunately, as usual, I can't find the goofy things. Uh, well, but I did find, let me find it again. Where'd it go? Um, hmm. That's not it. That's not it. Oh, shoot. Here's a little meme from Mike Gaddy. How out of touch the Patriots have to be to believe they can defeat the government in its own courts? Good question. Very good question. And 
Well, goodness, where'd it go? I can never find this stuff. I, can, I never have time to get it all lined up before the show either. Today I had issue with one of my horses. Got a horse that got something in her eye. She got poked or something, but she's got a really nas all nasty ulcer. It's been going for a couple of weeks. We finally had the vet come out, and the vet had to put in a catheter of sorts. Trying to get medicine into her eye is a nightmare. So they put this little thing in that goes through the bottom of her eye and the eye on the eyelid, so it pokes the thing in there, and then it runs this little tube up the back of her head and down to her shoulder area where we can then inject uh, the medicine, and it goes down and goes through this thing and into her eye. And uh, so from about 10 to 12 o'clock today, I was out with the horses and watching them do that and learning how to apply the medication and everything. So it just kind of kept me kind of busy today. Um, let's see here. Vaccinated people getting COVID, becoming worried that scientists can't provide answers. You think? Huh. Well, I can't find that thing, but I am going to play this one. Um, it's a situation where pharmacies are being told not to distribute medicines that, com that combat COVID. So let's see if I can get this to play here. You're prescribing, a physician's prescribing things for his patients, and the pharmacy is not putting these prescriptions through. Dr. Tyson, do we hear that correctly? That's correct. And, and the, they say because it's, there's no indication for the use of the medication which is just uh, baloney. Um, you know, we use drugs all the time off-label. Um, look at aspirin, for example. Can you imagine? Aspirin was a medication just used for headaches. And now it's got multi, uh, you know, uses from, you know, coronary artery disease to stroke. Um, and now, so when we call these prescriptions in, the pharmacist will ask for the diagnosis. And if the diagnosis is COVID, a lot of these pharmacies are no longer filling the medication saying there's no indication for it, which is the pharmacies practicing medicine uh, without a license instead of the physician being able to practice medicine. Hey, hey, wait a second. Let me, Dr. Miller, is that, that's the part of it. Is the pharmacy now getting in between the doctor? This is what I don't understand. This is so out of control. There are multiple are you saying reports. the pharmacy is getting in the, between the doctor-patient relationship? Exactly. Many, many physicians are complaining about this and experiencing it. It varies by state to state. And there's some evidence that certain pharmacy chains are, are enforcing these rules um, and others aren't. Dr. Tyson, when you were in college and studying wanted to be a doctor and went to medical school and you read a did you ever think you would get to a day that you're seeing kind of this medical imperialism happen from some central command in Washington, D.C. or the CDC? Did you ever think in a million years that you would be talking about issues and dealing with issues with your patients that you're dealing with today? No, I think I, I thought it was actually going to be the opposite. Um, when we were in residency, we were told to investigate, be creative, find solutions. Um, and that's what we did during this pandemic. We, we created solutions. We did our research. We started using drugs. We started using multi-treatment drugs. And we started finding success. We started reporting our success and we got shut down. I mean, I've been banned on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram for posting videos of my success uh, just to be, you know, told that I'm a, a quack, I'm selling, you know, uh, snake oil and, and some of these other things when, when our proven success is 6,200 patients. 
6,200 patients, and with early treatment, not one person has died. Um, I, you would are, think that the whole country would want that. You are what your record says you are. Dr. Tyson, how do people get to you? Hopefully you're up on Getter, but how do people get to you? All Valley Urgent Care uh, in uh, El Centro or allvalleycares.com. Thank you, brother. Really appreciate it. Let's try and bring in Dr. Vliet. We've had Dr. Vliet on the show many times before. Dr. Vliet, thank you very much for joining us. And Dr. Malone, take it away. So, Dr. Vliet, uh, over a year ago, you published an article in uh, the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons titled, In War on COVID-19, Doctors Need Freedom to Use Weapons at Hand. And that gets right to the core of the issue. Uh, and yet here we are a year later, and physicians are still not able to practice medicine because of central edicts coming down from uh, the CDC and the NIAID in terms of how thou shalt treat this disease. Can can you walk us through where that stands right now and and uh, the logic of states having the right to regulate medicine, not the federal government? Yes, thank you, Steve, and thank you, Dr. Malone. It's absolutely interference with the practice of medicine. In fact, I have spoken with pharmacies directly myself. CVS has a corporate policy to direct their pharmacists not to dispense chloroquine or ivermectin with a physician's legitimate prescription. It's unconscionable, it's an interference, it's not reason, and it cannot continue. There are lawsuits underway to stop it, number one. Number two, we also know that state governors are still interfering with the practice of medicine and politicians, not physicians, and so we have to be careful Yes, states have always regulated the practice of medicine, but the Federation of State Medical Boards, the central organization, <clears throat> is the one taking their marching orders from Epiphany and from the CDC and NIH to prevent doctors from practicing medicine. They are issuing directions to the state medical boards who are persecuting doctors. We have many in our organization. We have many writing in to us at Truth for Health Foundation, a public charity advocating for the public good that now president of and leading the state on medical freedom and prevention of censorship. And one of the things that is happening is that this coordination of efforts, we have to remember, yes, under the 10th Amendment, it is states' rights to regulate the practice of medicine, but that is being regulated at the state level by politicians now, not by physicians, and by a coordinated effort to suppress medical freedom. So we need to attack the central issue of medical censorship of early treatment works. Vaccines are not the sole answer. Vaccines carry massive risk. We just did an international press conference foundation on the vaccine threats to fertility, male and female, and pregnancy, that have been covered up since 2012, and we presented the scientific evidence. Well, that's the end of that one. <laughs> it kind of snuck up on me. I'm trying to bring up a, um, a clip of last night's Tucker Carlson and uh, I think this is it. Here Good we evening go. and welcome to Tucker Carlson. Tonight, ever get the feeling we've been here before? Oh, we have. 
At the height of the worst pandemic in American history, that would be the Spanish flu of 1918, cities across America did something that the rest of us would find familiar today. They issued mandatory mask mandates and they punished anyone who didn't comply. Quote, the man or woman or child who will not wear a mask now is a dangerous slacker, reads a typical announcement from the Red Cross at the time. The city of San Francisco took these rules very seriously, so seriously that a city health agent in San Francisco shot a man who refused to wear a mask. He hit the two bystanders who happened to be standing behind the man. Now, that seemed a bit much to some people, but many other people thought it was fine. They went along with it. They were very afraid of the virus. They wanted to do their part to stop it. But most of all, they trusted their leaders. And if their leaders put a mandate in place, they assumed it was for a good reason and they wanted to help. And then a single picture changed everything. A photographer who happened to be attending a boxing match in San Francisco snapped a shot of several high-ranking city officials. That would include the mayor of San Francisco, a member of Congress, a senior health administrator, all sitting at the event, all completely unmasked. The photograph went national. Americans were shocked to discover that the people making and enforcing the rules had no intention of following those rules. Within a short period, mask mandates across the country ended. It turns out the public was willing to endure inconvenience, but not hypocrisy. This country is facing a similar moment again now. Once again, officials in California have been caught on camera exposing their own contempt for their own public health measures. This is footage shot at a Democratic fundraiser yesterday morning in Napa, Napa Valley, that's just north of San Francisco. Nancy Pelosi was there. She's got an estate right nearby. So were other Democratic officials and the party's biggest donors. They paid $30,000 per ticket to be there. Now, looking at the picture, the first thing you notice about the group, other than how strikingly homogenous and non-diverse it is, is that none of them are wearing masks. They're breathing all the fresh air they like, as if it's 2019 again. The only people there who are wearing masks are their servants the faceless brown serfs scurrying back and forth to bring them things. There's nothing worse than having to help breathe on you. But that's not a problem for Nancy Pelosi, as you can see. It's repulsive, but revealing. It's pretty clear at this point that Nancy Pelosi, our chief COVID enforcer, doesn't believe a word she says about the virus. Now, Pelosi is 81 years old. That's deep in the risk range for coronavirus. She's standing at a crowded event in Napa, which, according to the Biden administration's color-coded map of the country, is one of the riskiest places in America for coronavirus transmission. And yet Pelosi is not social distancing. She's not wearing a face shield. She doesn't even have a mask on. Why is that? Well, clearly she understands she's not in danger. And since there are no Republicans present, she has no reason to pretend otherwise. As a reminder, here's what Nancy Pelosi sounds like when she's back in Washington. Members and staff will be required to wear masks at all times. This is a mask from all over the country. I'm getting these masks. Real men wear masks, and these masks are essentially important. The chair views the failure to wear a mask as a serious breach 
of decorum. I have no advice for them, except when they come here, they have to wear a mask. But in any case, uh, I'm a big believer in wearing the mask and not sharing any, shall we say, air uh, unnecessarily. Yeah. So the real justification for mask mandates was right in the middle of that montage of clips. Quote, failure to wear a mask is a serious breach of decorum, Nancy Pelosi says. And she means it. And that's why in Napa, her little brown servants wear masks as they bring her wine. Decorum demands that they do. If there has ever been a clear window into their plans, into the society they are trying to build now, we're not aware of it. Our formerly middle-class nation now has a surf class, and they're the ones wearing the masks. They're the ones being forced to take drugs they don't want. They're the ones being told not to communicate with one another, except through the digital channels the party controls. Social distance. We now have two groups of Americans, not a broad middle. We have the favored and the unfavored. We have the saved and the damned. We have the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. That is exactly how the architects of all of this the country. Michael Hayden once ran the two most powerful spy agencies in America, the CIA and the NSA. Yesterday, a Twitter user asked him this question, quote, can we send the MAGA-wearing unvaxxed to Afghanistan? Yes, replied Michael Hayden, good idea. That's how contemptuous they feel about you. Shut up and fetch another glass of Riesling, surf, and be sure not to breathe on me or you'll be deported. These are bad attitudes and they're accelerating. How far can they go? Well, for the answer, look to New Zealand, a famously placid outpost in the fast-shrinking Anglosphere. A single COVID case in New Zealand, not a death from COVID, but a case of COVID, has shut down the entire country. New Zealanders have now been told they are not allowed to speak to their neighbors. Stay local and do not congregate. Don't talk to your neighbors. Please keep to your bubbles. It comes down again to those very simple principles. We know from overseas uh, cases of the Delta variant that it can be spread by people simply walking past one another. So keep those movements outside to the bare minimum, wear a mask, and make sure you keep up that physical distancing. You hear that? By the way, the lady with the teeth is very popular with people like Michael Hayden. She's considered super impressive, visionary, really. Don't talk to your neighbors, stay in your bubble. That's New Zealand, but it's freer than Australia. In Australia, the government has implemented total lockdowns nationwide and then imposed martial law to enforce those lockdowns. What's the justification for this? Well, here are the numbers. From mid-July until last week, the entire nation of Australia, that's 25 million people, has averaged about one and a half COVID deaths per day out of 25 million people. And that has been enough to justify the end of Australia and totalitarianism. In one recent case, which really does say it all, authorities executed rescue dogs, shot the dogs to death to prevent Australian dog lovers from traveling to adopt the dogs. Leaving your home is no longer allowed. So they just killed the dogs. And the population put up with it. They were told they had to. Nightly news in Australia now looks like a science fiction film. One recent report described a 27-year-old fugitive. Was he a mass killer? No. He had dared to venture outside of his apartment complex. For doing that, for leaving the building, the media showed surveillance footage of the man 
entering an elevator and then, brace yourselves, sneezing without covering his face. There was no one else in the elevator at the time. For that, there is now a nationwide manhunt underway. An arrest warrant for this man has just been issued. We're not making this up. And that man is not the only person the Australian media and police are hunting for tonight. One Australian news outlet just reported, and we're quoting, a tip to Crime Stoppers has blown the lid on a church service attended by 60 adults and children. The gathering has been described as selfish and arrogant, end quote, for going to church. So what else in Australia is now considered, quote, selfish and arrogant? It's not just going to church or leaving your apartment or trying to adopt a dog. Watching the sunset is also selfish and arrogant. Watch. There's a whole bunch of people down the Rye Back Beach last night who thought the best thing to do is to go and watch the sunset. I'm sure it was a beautiful sunset. But that's not in the spirit or in, or, or in the letter of these rules. Scolded for watching the sunset. Executing rescue dogs. A nationwide manhunt for a guy who sneezed alone in an elevator. No one in Australia is laughing at this. No one can stand back far enough to see the lunacy on display. They're too far gone. This has been in the works for a long time, by the way. A situation like this does not happen overnight, long before COVID. In 2016, the government of Australia ended almost all legal protections for public protests. And at the time, people tolerated it. They trusted their government. They didn't think it was necessarily a big deal. So on Saturday this weekend, as protesters gathered in Melbourne, the government used its new authority to silence them. Police are wrestling a guy to the ground. It's getting crazy. If that were Iran, if that footage was shot in Tehran over the weekend, we'd all chug our t- tug our chins and say, of course, the mullahs, they're not like us. But it's not Iran. It's not North Korea. It's Australia, what we thought was a rules-based society. What law did I break, you heard the protester ask as he's being beaten and handcuffed. That might have been a good question to ask a few years ago, but of course now it's too late. And you can see what happens when a nation tolerates authoritarianism, even for a moment. So you can either rebel immediately and say, we're not putting up with this. I'm sorry, we're free people in a free country. San Francisco did that in 1918 when the hypocrisy of their leadership became obvious. Or you can sit back and watch it accelerate. And in the end, you'll wind up like Australia and they'll shoot your dog. Yeah. And if you think it can't happen here, you're fooling yourself. I'm just looking at something that... uh is found this morning in 2020 anyone claiming there is a plan to implement vaccine passports is a conspiracy theorist and dangerous misinformation must be stopped 2021 
anyone opposed to vaccine passports is a conspiracy theorist and their dangerous misinformation must be stopped. So, oops, sorry about that, Doug. Um, I'll have to call you back. Let's see here. See if that came through here. Yeah, good. Let me try buzzing him. Um, come on. Hey, Hello? Doug. All right, hey, Doug, Doug, go ahead. Yeah, I got a message uh, when I called. It said the person you're trying to call is currently on a bill. So, okay. Go ahead. Uh, if you want to finish your sentence, go ahead. Well, I was just I was just saying that uh, things are, uh, you know, what what we were looking at just a year ago about people saying, oh yeah, they're going to be pushing for COVID, you know these vaccine passports anytime. Oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, and you got to be stopped. So now <laughs> we're opposed to it, and that makes us a conspiracy theorist, and we got to be stopped. You know, it just shows where we're at. And if you had asked anybody two years ago, do you think? Uh, in a year and a half from now, you'll be in a, we'll be in a situation where everybody's locked in their houses, wearing face diapers, uh, trying to be pushed into these dangerous, uh, deadly injections, and everyone. Oh no, there was no way that would happen. And look what we got. You know, we're letting this stuff happen yeah. to ourselves, and we need to stand up and say no. So anyway, go ahead. That's all well, I was going to say. Yeah, I wanted you to finish that. Here's my take on. Um, your great show. Every every show you do is uh, thought evoking, etc. I appreciate that. Uh, well, because it's because what you stand for, what you stood for, for all however many years and decades, uh, people like us. We, we're already sold out and connected to the creator, the father, the, uh, the master, mm -hmm. and it's all tied to truth. Okay. You don't, it, it's not about, um, worshiping false deities. It's not about enriching yourself. Um, it's not about being quiet to not upset the enemies of the father himself and the truth. So we've been conditioned from our own, uh, because of our own volition to serve the truth, search it out, research it, just like these uh all the different data sources that you've uh, spoken about today mm -hmm. and it's in direct opposition to what i just have to say you know it's the it's the news media that comes on every day that people tune into i do it because i want to I just, my work is contingent upon the weather. Mm -hmm. So I go there and then I listen to, okay, what's the local news? What's the governor, Asa Hutchinson, saying here today? <laughs> and 
these guys, uh, the hypocrisy and uh, the changing narrative is, is because we're attached to our Heavenly Father, we see it as a continuing narrative. Okay. It changes, the narrative changes, but the objective doesn't change. It is, as I'm seeing it, the, not only the poisoning and the murdering of so many people, but the enslavement of we, the people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, one of the clips you played, uh, it sounded like, um, I don't know if it was Australian or whatever, but it was kind of like that kind of uh, um, accent. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, it, it, these people who are rejecting the vaccination are, quote, not in the spirit of obeying these rules. Well, he okay. said the spirit or the letter. That was Australia. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So which spirit is he talking about here? I mean, <laughs> what kind of program causes death to people and maiming? You know, I'd rather die than have to live out the rest of my life being maimed. Exactly. So... Yeah. You know, that's a situation with these guys. They, they they just stand there with a straight face and push this stuff that they have to know is deadly. And they, they do and it lie. without, they lie. yeah, they just, they're, they're just so accustomed to lying. They do it all the time without even, with not even thinking about it. It just happens. It's, it's sick. Well, on, excuse me, on the uh, local news this morning. It popped up, not only the notice that was a lie, and they have, the, you know, these pretty-looking ladies telling the lie that the FDA has now approved the Pfizer vaccination. Total misrepresentation. Yeah. That is fraud, and yeah. so... They get the document now, and it clearly people, says they're just extending the EUA and they go tell people that it's been a full approval. They're just flat out lying. Well, that's why you're so precious uh, as a value, a valuable uh, stone, gem, etc. Because you research this stuff and put it out there for us. And uh, But these, you know, nice looking ladies are just regurgitating the what they're supposed to say and one of the things uh, also that came up was <laughs> you'll you'll probably not appreciate this but so they addressed ivermectin and it went kind of the scenario went kind of like this stuff People are taking drugs made for horses and cows oh, yeah. to <laughs> fight, you know, COVID. And, and 
And it's working. And so it's, it's, you know, so there. And it also cures cancer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they're bent on it is laughing they're laughing oh yeah these well, these people are crazy you know that's that's always the way it is you know they have no science to go by they have no facts so they always you know there's an old thing with attorneys when the facts are on your side you hammer the facts when the facts are on the other guy's side you hammer the other guy and that's what's going on here they have nothing to stand on so they have to attack the people that are in the right that know what they're doing and make them look like idiots and that's exactly what they're doing, both the government, the news media, everybody. And we just got to stand up and say, we don't care what you say. You know, we know it's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, you know, um, I told you about my brother. I think I mentioned it, that he died on June 18th. Hmm. Him and his wife had gotten the vaccination. Oh, boy. He's my older brother four years older than me. And uh, so he came down with uh, something in his liver and his legs, his feet swelled up. I I spoke to him. He said, yeah, my feet and ankles, they look like, you know, softball. Hmm. So, you know, listening to... Dr. Tenpenny and other doctors, these are side effects of the, their shot. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yep. And they also affect the liver. So, of course, the prognosis and the diagnosis was uh, kind of a cancer-related thing, but he died. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I was too. But when I spoke with them, you know, a couple of months before, his wife is, is, this is mind control, because she's trying to, she's elated about, you know, have you gotten the vaccine yet? You should get the vaccine, you know. And now he's dead. Now, I have another friend, you know, the lady I talked to you about mm-hmm. and I asked you about that particular right. drug mm-hmm. last week. Yeah. And I warned her, whatever you do, don't go into the hospital. Right. This lady's a naturopath, uh, a midwife, smart, and doesn't smoke, etc. I believe that from the data that somehow she came, she got around somebody that had been vaccinated and got the spike protein mm-hmm. delivered to her. Yeah. Now, here's here's a question for you, Jim. I don't know if you, uh, I don't know if I heard it on your show or not, but somebody said if you have to go into a hospital you're not feeling well and they do MRIs or etc and they diagnose it as cancer don't do anything for a month 
Are you aware of anything of that nature? I haven't heard that, but it, uh, you know, depending on the situation, that may or may not be good advice. Uh, because sometimes, you know, if you got a really uh, uh, aggressive Advanced form, stage. Yeah, yeah, and if it's late stage, you know, if you waited a month, you could be using up very, you know, very uh, sure. important time that you could have to reverse things. So I'm not so sure that that's the greatest idea. You know, if they say it's just starting or we're just seeing indications of it, then, yeah, you could probably, you'd have time to do some research. But if I if I got a diagnosis well, he, of cancer, I would immediately start on the whole protocol. I'd be doing the, the nutrition, the CBD oil, ivermectin, uh, fenbendazole, uh, yeah. uh, the whole shooting match, yeah. and hit it as well, hard as I could. The thing is, I heard, I don't know where it was from, I try to take good notes as I listen to things, but, uh, you know, the information comes quickly and I'm trying to listen because when you're writing and the person is speaking, you're not hearing what they're saying because you're trying to write what they just said. Right. But anyway, I heard something that, as far as I'm concerned, said there's going to be false, whatever the spike proteins are doing, they're going to present false um, positives of cancer, and it's not. And uh, this lady's dog, little dog she had forever, uh, right before she came down with this, which now has been diagnosed as brain cancer, lung cancer, kidney cancer. Oh, boy. And she has not been, she didn't take the, the shot. But she's a midwife. She, you know, and so many people, or a lot of people have taken these. So her dog, because I've heard, you know, this will transfer to animals, etc. Her dog, first it had, came down with blindness in one eye, then blindness in the other eye, and so she had to put the dog down. And her nephew, who lives in Michigan somewhere, walking out of his house, he wasn't a drug dealer or anything. He got shot to death. So this devastated her, uh, you know, emotionally. Mm -hmm. and, and you can realize the, the effect on that. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, fear, the scripture says, fear bringeth a snare. So, anyway, uh, this lady, she'd been in the hospital for two weeks, and she got released yesterday, and she's uh, getting moved to hospice in, in some places where she'll be safe. But... Uh, the, the spike protein thing, I think it's real. Mm -hmm. The transfer right. from the vaccinated people, you know, I think that's more dangerous. This joke of just logically, if you're vaccinated, you're vaccinated from the supposed COVID thing. Yeah, How can someone not vaccinated? affect you exactly that's why i keep Everything. saying those are two questions if your vaccine works why do i need one 
And if your vaccine doesn't work, why do I need one? <laughs> you know, simple yeah, as that. And, and that goes on from, from that, that, you know, that someone wisely said, you know, and if the masks work, exactly, why do I need the social distancing? All, all of that. Oh, yeah. But I mean, there's there's no you know, sense to any of this stuff. And it just well, floors me that people go along with it. People are, my brother died, this woman, um, she's just a great lover of the Heavenly Father. And uh, just just so pure of heart and, and totally into the Heavenly Father. And, you know, this all came upon her quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering whether these diagnoses of, oh, this is cancer, is true or not. Yeah, she ought to get a second opinion. Well, I I know, I'm guessing now, because I haven't spoken to her in a while. Uh, I kind of spoke to her yesterday by a proxy, but uh, that... You know, she's not going for chemo or anything like that. She's too smart and aware mm-hmm. of, um, you know, you want to talk about a death shot. Yeah. Well, anyway, I appreciate your show. Uh, one more thing mm-hmm. I want to say here, and, and this is about how everything's turned upside down. Yep. You know, truth become, lies become truth and mm-hmm. et cetera. I've... I've always had a problem when I started paying attention once Trump got in and and then in the second election of, you know, this is Republican versus Democrat. So yep. you have the Republicans, they're called red states, <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah, that's always made me wondering too. And, and the uh, Democrats are blue states. <laughs> so it, it's like the opposite. Yeah. Know, red, the Republicans should be red, white, and blue to, states, and the Democrats should be red states. <laughs> but, yeah, because that goes back in Scripture to Edom. Yeah, well, actually, they should all be red states because the Republicans are heading us in the same direction as the Democrats. Dems are going at well, 100 miles an hour, and the Republicans are going at 50 miles an hour. But they're on the same track and they're heading for the same cliff, you know. So, well, it's a divide and conquer thing, you yeah. know. But then, but when they control the narrative of, you know, the Trump people, states are red. That's that's uh, an antithesis mm-hmm. to what blue is supposed to stand for. Blue stands for royalty. Yeah. Okay. Blue stands for our savior, in, in, in essence. I think it's something else the news media did to us. I think they're the ones that really originally started this garbage with their little maps and everything. <laughs> yeah, who knows? And who own who owns all the yep streams? Yep. You know whether it's Hollywood or news or magazines. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, you know, thanks for letting me get that uh sentiment hey. off of my heart there and no problem contribute a little bit and no give problem. people a, a chance to think about these things okay. all right 
Well, thanks a lot, Doug. Oh, I appreciate it. Oh, by the it. way, mm-hmm. hold, hold on. I got one more thing to tell you. <laughs> okay. You uh, you left the airways for about twenty seconds. Hmm. In your stream. Yeah. Today. And then you played um, a woman. Dr. Tenpenny? I think it was. I'm not sure, but it was garbled. Hmm. It was, it was uh, oh, you yeah. couldn't understand it. Yeah, I played one, and I don't know what was going on with that uh, connection. Uh, I'm not sure if it was a connection or just a bad uh, bad recording. But yeah, there was uh, there was one of the doctors that um, uh, it was uh, what's his name Steve Bannon was interviewing about the uh, uh, pharmacies that were refusing to um, provide or sell uh, treatments yeah. that work for COVID, and this was the second doctor he had on, and for some reason her audio was kind of crappy. I was hoping people could make some of it out. I was I could hear bits of it. Um, I thought it was important enough to let it play, but. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Well, <laughs> no, no, I'm not criticizing, but I'm telling you mm-hmm. that I'm listening to you on your folk. Yeah. And it dropped and off on your seconds folk, or so. Yeah. It dropped off. There's, you know, oh, that's you were good gone. To I mean, the network was gone. Yeah. I'll have to double check and make sure all the contacts are, you know, feeds are going in the right places. I may still have a hiccup somewhere that I have to adjust. But um, yeah, that one doctor—it was—it was everywhere. <laughs> it was just a bad signal, or something. No, I might be wrong, but I, I think the the powers that be, you know, have buttons and they can just—that's entirely possible. I don't know. I've seen it before, even yeah. back in the old days when I was listening to everything via shortwave radio. Every time there was a good uh, speaker, either on Alex or uh, or on Joyce Riley. Uh, all of a sudden, it would get all staticky, <laughs> and uh, we yeah. just knew that people were out there jamming things, and it was just a common belief. And I'm sure they're doing the same thing now. But uh, well, so that makes me wonder how important this woman's words were. It's yeah. hard to say. Yeah, it Whoever could be. Is. You know, because I would imagine they probably have uh, ways of watching who's watching which clips and when they're getting played or who knows. And they may just have little bots that when they see somebody playing one of these things, they try and figure out a way to keep you from hearing what they're saying. I don't know. With the technology that's available now, it's unbelievable what they can do. Well, I'll just say this, brother. I've been spending a lot of time in the last few weeks going through, uh, the older books of the Testament mm-hmm. and uh, of uh, uh, Samuel, First and Second Samuel, yep. First and Second Kings. Yep. And uh, I'm uh, when you look at because these were prophets that the Father was speaking to, mm-hmm. and when he was. When he's speaking, sometimes the prophet's speaking, and a lot of times he's telling the prophets what to say. Yeah. But when, so when he's telling the prophet what to say, or when he's speaking, um, he's pro- the father's prophesying mm-hmm. of what's going to come to pass uh, years, 60 years, 100 years, 1,000 years. Mm-hmm. They always come to pass. 
Yep. And there's, it's evidence that there's no power like him. And I was reading uh, Psalm 91, which is a wonderful psalm, the other day, a couple of days ago. And in reference to this, if you put your trust in the one who has made the plans and his plans are going to come to pass, I mean, you have to read it to know, yeah. to understand it. But, it. but even if you don't read it, if you put your trust in him mm-hmm. and love him, you're going to be protected. Yeah. Because pow- there is no power like his. Oh, no. That's for sure. Okay. Yep. Everything he says that's going to come to pass, it comes to pass either right at the moment, whenever he says it's going to, or whenever he decides it's going to. No armies. Mm-hmm. 185,000 guys uh, to protect um, one of his prophets. Yep. They, when they woke up in the morning, uh, when the prophet and his servant woke up in the morning, they were all dead. Mm-hmm. Well, he I, has every resource. Yep. Go ahead. Well, anyway, I don't want to cut you short. I want to, I want to tell you two things. Number one, I just looked at my uh, streaming software, and it's showing the stream time is 39 minutes and 25 seconds, which means uh, about that time that we were having that issue, the stream dropped, and it reconnected. So that's what was going on when you heard the 22nd of dead air on Eurofolk, is that yeah. somehow or another something caused it to drop and it reconnected. And the other thing is I've got about a two-and-a-half-minute clip of a Holocaust survivor that I want to play before the end of the show. So I need to get that in okay. here real quick. Well, but, thanks so much. All right. Thank you, Doug. You. I appreciate it. Take care. Bless you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. And the first thing I have to tell you, that even then nobody told us it was done for our own good. We all knew what was happening. And when I think today, when I see people march, I think of the yellow star, which gave everybody liberty to aggress me, to, to insult me, to call me a carrier of disease, to spit on me even. I would like to tell you that this is worse. It is more insidious, it concerns more people, it is, it is, there is a hypocrisy in the public narrative that is absolutely unbearable to say that we're doing this to protect the old. I would love to die in a state that gives me freedom than live in the I have already outstayed my welcome by many years and my life expectancy is probably not great but I would gladly exchange this for the la- lives and livelihoods and happiness of generations that come after me to live their lives as I have been. To to have masks, to see people defile their children with masks is 
is something totally unbearable to me. And I would like to say one word, short word, about obedience. It's been said you're not allowed to obey. And if you obey someone who wants you to do evil, then you don't obey. You cooperate. You aid and abet in evil. The other thing I want to leave you with is the thought on voluntary submission, which was written about in the 16th century by a French philosopher, and which ends, you cease to obey and you are free. Arrêtez d'obéir et vous voilà libre. Thank you. Courage, come. And that was a little lady in Canada, it looks like. But uh, that's pretty much it for today. I appreciate everybody being here with us and sticking with us throughout the uh, last two hours. Um, I can't stress enough, get prepared for whatever's coming as best you can because it won't be long where you're not going to be able to get a hold of the things that we need. So, you know, keep that in mind. Until then, uh, like I said, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. We will be back tomorrow and uh, do this again. So thanks for being with us. Take care, and we will see you all tomorrow. Have a good day, and God bless.